wonderful show is Keeping Up With The Joneses. Welcome to episode 215 of Keeping Up With The Joneses. This podcast is brought to you by the generous support of our patrons. This week we want to thank Karen for making this episode a reality. Thanks, Karen. I hope you enjoy it. AJ Jones. Yes. Tell me about your week. It was a good week. Uh, you took up smoking, apparently. Yeah. Or I'm, like, trying to impersonate a frog or something. What happened, baby? No, I've just been coughing today, and my voice is gone. And little Abigail, our 11-year-old, was sick all week. Yeah, so I came back from the beach to a an 11-year-old. Well, she's still baby in my head. I was going to say to my baby, being sick with a fever of 102.5 for, what, like four days? Five days. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. Which was fine Friday. Poor baby. Yeah, I hope you're not getting sick. I hope I'm not, too. I ain't kissing you if you are. Okay. Tell me about your week. You were in Florida. Hey, how was Florida? Mm, it was really good. Yeah, being at the beach? It was nice. It was so nice. We, we, uh, it was like 60 degree weather, so it wasn't like killer hot. But we sat on the beach and grounded, put our feet in the sand, um, all that hippie stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just got to chill and, you know spend time with friends and have fun i missed you thanks that's new right totally new which fits with our topic which we'll get to in a second give me the rundown of the week this week you were teaching verse by verse through romans through romans i love romans so we've done romans one through to the the middle of romans eight Mm -hmm. and um we're taking a break for this week because we i have a question is that your stomach i can hear i don't know if podcast listeners you can hear that but it's either a high-pitched whine or a deep rumble yeah it does both yeah just did it again (laughs) hello in there (laughs) i don't know whatever wants out keep it don't make me laugh (coughs) oh baby okay good job you're not in a really really cold basement recording this good job i'm not having to speak today or tomorrow a couple times yeah Mm-hmm. Ask me why I'm excited. Why are you excited? Because after a non-stop day after day, I get two days off tomorrow. You do. I'm taking days off. You're I'm, just chilling. I'm just going to... Chilling like a villain. Yep. Monday, I taught on angels, demons... And other stuff. Spiritual warfare <laughs> and heavenly places. Yeah. It was. It's one of the weird weeks of the School of Supernatural Life. Like, yeah. we had visitors that week, and I was like, guys, no. I'm not sure this is the best week to have people just come in cold yeah. and listen to all that stuff. Yeah. And then I did a refresher with both years on uh, giving a two-minute testimony, how to do deliverance, and uh, what was the other thing I taught them how to do? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, how to lead somebody to the Lord. You know, like, what, are, what do you need to say and what do you get them to say and all that kind of stuff so it was fun oh my watch has just reminded me time to start heading to bed not likely <laughs> it's so that? late and you still have to edit this podcast mm-hmm. thursday friday saturday mm-hmm. we were at a training event yeah which was equal parts so difficult and equal parts absolutely wonderful yes and we'll get to that in a second yes finish that saturday our friends ben and sarah and their three Gorgeous little girls arrived from They're Toronto so for the week. Cute. And then Sunday I taught this morning on Finances. Finances, financial blessing. blessing. And then we had all the small group leaders back for lunch. Yes, and then you had a nap. I, I was exhausted. I went and got groceries. I had an experience last night that is one of those things where I couldn't sleep because there was a blue light everywhere I looked. And I was like, Holy Spirit, is that you? 
And then I realized, no, it's my Apple Watch <laughs> on the charger, which I never charge up. I usually sleep with my Apple Watch. And it has this thing, has this thing called night mode, and it was just glowing blue. And I was like, holy spirit, is that you? No, I'm an idiot. Okay, okay this is my Apple that's Watch. That's so funny. All right. Our main topic for this week. Our main topic is feelings. Okay. I want you to lead this one because this was your suggestion this week. Well, so tell me, how how do we end up talking about feelings? So we've been attending this Sage Hill training seminar. So explain who Sage Hill is. So Sage Hill is, it's a, would you call it a counseling house? It's a, um, you know, they offer counseling and grief counseling and all kinds of different counseling. Yeah, it's a, it's a, a company that uh, yeah helps people. What's their tagline? Help people be who they are, so they can do what they're made to do. Something like Something that. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. But yeah, they have they have counseling centers. They do training. They have books. They have resources. They have something called the Center for Professional Excellence, which is helping people who are professionals but stuck in addiction. And they do individual counseling, oh, they do yeah. group counseling. They do all that kind of stuff. So. We've been on this training uh, thing that is, uh, we're on module one, and we do four weekends a year, and we're learning about understanding us in the context of being with other people. Which is one of my favorite parts. Yeah. So so we do that partially by sitting in on teaching, which is great, and the other part is by doing group counseling. So half the weekend is like classroom uh like lectures, which are excellent, phenomenal teaching, just you know, world-class teaching. And then the other half of it is group therapy. Tell us what group therapy is like. <laughs> well, I actually probably have a better, uh, a better view of it after this past weekend than I did after the previous two. Okay. Tell, tell everybody what it's like. T- t- just describe well, the room. Describe you, how it's set You up. sit in a room with a bunch of people you don't know, and co-ed it's co-ed and these you know the same people for the whole four weekends but like they're they're not people i mean they're not people you have any equity with or you know whatever you've never met them before no and they're all we're all there doing the same thing you know getting comfortable with ourselves getting comfortable with our emotions all that kind of stuff and uh so it's it's I found it really hard because I'm never really sure what's going on. And you're just sharing like the first weekend you're supposed to read a couple books and then come and bring a list of your 10 most traumatic events. Hello, person I've never met before. Let me read out my 10 most most traumatic traumatic events. events. And I don't know that I did the right thing, but I started assessing whether I thought people could actually handle one of the more traumatic ones. And so I picked lesser traumatic ones because I just thought. And what did that tell you about yourself? Uh, probably that I'm the hero child. <laughs> Explain that, though. So you're you're already trying to manage other people. I'm managing other people. I don't want to cause them distress. I don't want to be too much for them. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I don't think that I'm, like, I'm necessarily too much, but I think my story is painful enough that it could cause damage but at it, times. But it doesn't stop you telling that same story to hundreds of thousands of people yes but the then i get to actually coach them through processing it praying it through and go into ministry time there's no ministry time in these events it's like people talk about all this trauma and then we're like okay we'll see you after lunch would you say it's fair to say that a common theme in going through these weekends is what you mentioned before that i'm not quite sure what's happening Ah, uh, yeah i never know what's happening and how does that make you feel really out of control 
And usually, like usually right now in our lives, mm-hmm. I know what's happening. Usually we're the we're experts. It, yeah. Whatever it is, yeah. you know, or, or part of the team that's leading it. So it is, yeah, it's globally uncomfortable. And But don't you think, I don't want to lead you, but what, what do you learn from that experience of not being in control, not being the expert, having no grid of whether you're doing it right or not? I, I don't know what I've learned so far. Okay. I really don't. I, I'm yeah. like, okay. Uh, the ladies that are leading my group, I do, I am confident they know what's happening and they are not, like, their feathers aren't up, they're not concerned. Were, is that something you've learned? Like, on the first week, were you confident they knew what they were doing? No, on the first week, I was like, yeah, I, don't, I don't think you guys even know what's going on here. <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, I, I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> and how did that make you feel? A really unsafe. Okay. Yeah. And I had a revelation this week that, well, and I knew this already, I don't really trust people very easily. But I sort of just said to everybody, I don't really trust you, and that's probably something that I'm... I have a question. Yeah. Isn't it funny that in the role that you currently occupy, you're never really in a situation where you need to trust people? I trust people all the time. You mean, like, I trust them to get their jobs done. Well, what I... I trust them with information. What I mean is, in your job, you're pretty much the top of the food chain. Yeah. Can you imagine being the bottom of the food chain? There's all these people you have to trust. Uh-huh. Where really the only people you have to trust are Jeff and, and me. Right. But I have historically had lots of jobs where I did okay, okay trusting people. It's just I didn't choose these people. Okay. Right? Yeah, so somebody else sense. put them in a room with me and I'm like, I don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. You know? And But actually by this weekend... I was sort of like, oh my gosh, I really feel love towards everybody in the room. What is happening? <laughs> so I was like, like oh, I really like these people. So yeah. These people that you've only met on paper, I mean, not even on paper, but you've only spent, this was the third weekend you've spent them. So in your whole life, you've only spent three Thursday, Friday, Saturdays. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of weird, isn't it? It's weird. Yeah. Like, I I realized, oh, I'm looking forward to the next one. I didn't feel that way last time. I was like, ugh. <laughs> so, the podcast, this episode is all about feelings. Feelings. What have you learned about feelings, your feelings, feelings in general, my feelings? Like, t- talk to me a little bit about this. I think I've learned a couple things. Like, I have learned uh, I'm only comfortable with my feelings when the timing is convenient. Which it rarely is. So, again, help me understand what that means. Whether it's sadness or whatever it is, like I, if I will most likely shove whatever it is down until I can process some time of myself, but that time may never come. So I just end up shoving, shoving, shoving down. And is there a reason you choose to process it by yourself rather than with loved ones? Well, I mean, I usually process with you. I feel like this is a therapy session. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to charge you at the end. Okay. Uh, no, I usually process with you or, you know, I might process with Shannon or a couple of close friends or whatever. Um, but I realize that sometimes I treat emotions like they're inconvenient. So, um, but as best I can figure by not experiencing my emotions, I'm actually cutting out a large portion of what God gave me to experience at any moment. Mm. So, and I think I figured out when I really sort of battened down the hatches on that. Like there was in, in 2014, it was a super rough year. We had lots of, lots of trauma, lots of loss. 
And I remember getting to December and thinking, I can't afford to feel things. Like, I just can't afford to feel things anymore. So I didn't completely shut down. I can still feel things about my kids and whatever. But just, like, negative emotion, I've reached my capacity. And so I went and got ministry with the banks, and that was a lot better. But I don't think I turned back on my – or upped my allowances or whatever, you know. So – um, this weekend's assignment. So the second weekend, yeah. our assignment was to take one of the traumatic events that we had shared and then to write it out in detail and, and include like, what did things smell like, taste like, you know, what did the air feel like as you're writing out all the details? So I did that. Mm-hmm. And then um, you read that to your group and then everybody reacts to how, statement. How, so everybody reacts. Unpack that for people. So... You read this thing, and the person who's leading the group is like, how do you feel? And you tell them how you feel before you read it and after you read it and all that kind of stuff. And then they're like, do you want any feedback? We're like, sure. Okay, who do you want feedback from? And then you can ask different people, like, how did you feel when you heard my story? And I think what I realized is none of my pain as a child had ever been validated. So I'm sitting in a room, I feel emotional right now just saying this, I'm sitting in a room with a bunch of people that have just heard not even one of the most traumatic events, but like somewhere way down the list. And they're like, I mean, just a range of emotions from I am so angry that that happened to you. I'm so sad that, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I really feel like uh, I was talking to Sarah today in the car and I was just saying, even though I've, we just talked about it. Nobody prayed for me afterwards. Nobody, whatever. It was just a conversation, and and getting people's reaction, which basically was all validation of, yeah, that's messed up. Mm-hmm. Like that's really not okay to do that to a kid, and you know whatever. Um, even though I haven't had ministry since that weekend in November, that event feels like all the power has been removed from it. Which it every time I had thought about it before, I'd always felt still really sad so i thought okay like there's something to what we're doing just even the validation is actually bringing healing and and it's allowing me to feel my emotions because i just thought i i I can't afford to have emotions about this Mm. so now this weekend this last weekend we had to figure out basically how do we hide from god so what our addictions are and if if your addictions aren't maybe obvious ones that we typically think of, like alcohol or drugs or whatever, yep. Um, what are your addictions? And uh, I called you in a panic from the beach. Remember? I was trying to fill out... No. Yeah. I called you from the beach because I was trying to fill out the forms. Right. And I was like, babe, like... I mean, all I can come up with is, like, Netflix and, and social media. And what if they think that I, I'm just in denial? Or what if... And you're like, babe, I think you're overthinking it. Do you remember this conversation? Not really. <laughs> I was, like, totally, like, spinning. And you're like, babe, I, I think it's okay. Like, And I'm like, no. Like, uh, and then you, you, back s- to st- and you said, you said, you seem to have some performance and shame about not being a good enough sinner. That's what you said. That does not sound like me. <laughs> yes, it does. It sounds exactly <laughs> like you. Wow. So yeah. there's that performance again. I'm not sure if I'm doing it right. Yeah. 
and it's and, amazing how much that comes up. Yeah, and we had to answer like twenty questions, and you know some of them I didn't have an answer for, which they say is fine, mm-hmm. but it's not fine for me because I need to have an answer. Do you and, know why you need to have an answer? Yes, because there's safety in having an answer. Right. Yes. So I'm like, I know this. Like the whole time it's happening, I it's like I'm on the outside of me as well, going, "Well, that's interesting. Well, look at that right there." <laughs> so then, I, and then I texted Christine, who's another person that's with us on this thing, and and I was like, "I don't think I'm doing it right," and you know whatever. And she said, "Just figure out what do you do when you need to hide from God and you don't want to experience your emotions." And I was like. That's a great definition of addiction. Yeah. So I was like, it's absolutely like Netflix or Hulu or like Instagram. It, sometimes it's games. Like it's interesting was, Zelda Breath of the Wild didn't come up. Well, here's the thing. Zelda is in my thing that I wrote up, that I read to the group, that it's in there. And that wasn't me being picky or, or no, calling you on it. it's fine. I just realized like in, I played it a lot for the first like five or six months that we had it. But recently... Not that much. I mean, I was just playing it today because I helped MJ finish his last shrines and whatever. And so that made me think, oh, yeah, I do really like this game. But, like, in the last couple of months, that hasn't been... Would you like an observation? ...what I'm choosing to run to, yeah. My observation is that Netflix would be where you want to switch off and not want to think, not want to be present, just want to, uh, until you can go to bed. Mm. Zelda is where you go to actively recharge. It's completely different. For yeah. Me. Like one, you sense. go to hide and just yeah. like, just don't even engage with me. The other one is it, I watch it, nourish you and restore your soul. Yeah. I have or, so much fun playing that I game. I could be codependent with you in our addiction. Oh yeah. Maybe we could. Yeah. Right we could have somebody else talk mm-hmm. to us about that. Yeah. Answers on a postcard. Answers on a postcard. About whether we're in codependency about our Zelda addiction. They're going to answer us. Oh yeah. They, I mean. Answer us on a postcard. Yeah. Nobody sends postcards anymore. Leave a comment. Okay. So then we got to like read a summary of this is and what they ask you to do is assess like how has this addiction uh, cost you spiritually in your walk with the Lord? How has it cost you emotionally? How has it cost you financially? How has it cost you in relationships with your kids, with your husband? How is it? And so you're answering you're answering these horrible questions. In and front of everybody. Yeah, and, and, and assessing, well, you read a summary in front of everybody, but you're sort of assessing like, oh, this is, this is a real deal thing. Like, it may seem socially acceptable to have, uh, like to watch Hulu, you know, um, but it's, it's actually not okay. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's not okay for that to be how you're dealing with your emotions. It's not healthy. Or hiding from your emotions. Yeah. So would you say that you have a greater awareness of your feelings now? Much greater awareness, yeah. Would you um, say that you feel more than you used to? I I think that's hard to assess whether I feel more. I would certainly have shoved it down faster before. And now I'm just sort of letting myself feel stuff. And that's sometimes great and sometimes like just really uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So... What about you? I just love that I've basically just sat here and done nothing and you've just talked the whole time. And I love watching you step into the benefits of the stuff that I've been doing. So for, um, I don't know how long, I, I should probably work it out, but for some time I've been in group therapy, which, I mean, I we need to do an episode just on that. Yeah. That was just... I never thought I would enjoy it. I've loved it. And I felt like you've watched me love it, going, what do you, 
I don't understand. Like, why do you like it? Like, what do you get? And yeah. it's better felt than tell. Because your descriptions of what you've just been through must sound horrifying <laughs> to everybody. Like, I'm sure. Simple. I'm sure, yeah. But it's yeah, yeah. such a valuable experience. It you is, it so is hard. It is hard. It's not oh, like... So hard. It's not something you want to do if you're just messing around. But, yeah. No. You come off yeah. that weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You Trashed. have an emotional hangover. Yeah. You're so tired. Wiped out. So. so when you say, what about me? Like, do you have a question for me? Well, you were saying like, you know, do you feel like you experience your emotions more and blah, blah, blah. That, isn't that how you feel? Like well, you, you tell me, what's it like to experience Alan? You've been married to me for... F- 50, almost Almost 15, 15 years. Yeah. Well, 14 well, and a bit. Yeah. All right, but you've known me for 15 years. Yeah. What's it like knowing me before doing this particular work on my feelings and after i think you are way more uh emotionally connected like in terms of knowing reading the room reading the kids reading me better right um and i'm like i don't want to use the word volatile i was gonna say much less volatile you weren't really volatile but um I thought I was stoic before. Uh, like, no. like, not in touch with my feelings. Well, I don't agree with that. Like, you okay. you said you weren't emotional. I would say you were emotional. It's just they were all coming out sideways. Yeah, they'd all come out the, sort of the wrong way. And, and I wouldn't necessarily know when to expect them to arrive. <laughs> That's so funny. So now it feels like because you're living in the moment of whatever it is that you feel, mm-hmm. I actually feel way more peace because wow. I'm like, okay. I know you're going to process it. I know you're going to talk to me about whatever. And 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 then we get to work stuff through and nothing is a, a surprise or a... For, for me, it feels totally different. For me, <clears throat> it feels like I am more connected with my heart, which is good and bad. The bad is I feel... I feel... I feel things. There's huge advantages. He feels things. To not being able to feel things. Mm-hmm. Man, you'd be so productive. you just... Power through. You're dead on the inside. Uh, and so the bad thing is now you feel stuff and you're like, oh, I have to do stuff with my feelings. Whereas before I was like, this is so much simpler. Yeah. But my life was was muted. Yeah. You know, I could It is a productivity connect. killer, though, to feel all your emotions. Oh, my, oh gosh. my gosh. So much more complicated. Right? But so much more engaging. Yeah, it's true. What would you suggest for people as a next step? Like, if people are listening to this, I I don't know if this sounds attractive to you or not. I don't know if this sounds horrifying and terrifying. I'm just trying to think of me in a previous state. Would I think, oh, I want to sign me up for that. What what would a first next step be for people who are like, I'm interested in what you're talking about? Well, here's the thing. I don't think that you're subscribed to our podcast if you are not trying to grow and heal in some way. So probably you're at least intrigued by the information that you're hearing. So I would say Sage Hill actually has a podcast. Oh, it is so good. We can link to, right? Yeah, we'll put yeah. a link in the show so notes. So we'll put a link in the show notes. And it's really good. And it gives you an idea of the main guys that are sort of teaching and running the place. Um, gives you a feel for their heart. Before we went to the first weekend, I listened to a bunch of the podcasts because I was like, I don't know what we're about to do. And I don't know if I feel good about it. Um, so I would suggest uh, doing that. And they also have a website you could go check out. Dr. Chip Dodd, who's one, one of the leaders of Sage Hill, has written a book called The Voice of the Heart, which I hated. The first time I read it, oh my gosh, I hated it. I disagreed with all of it. I was so frustrated with it. I rolled my eyes so much. And uh, the teaching in that book is probably now the primary 
tools I use to access my heart. But wow. I, I'd recommend it. Yeah. Tell you what my breakthrough was, was listening to Chip talk about it on the podcast. So I read the book, didn't like the book, listened to the podcast, understood it more, reread the book, liked the book. So your mileage will vary. Yeah. yeah. I liked it. I liked it. You know, the voice of the heart. Yeah. You had probably less internal battle than me, or maybe not. I don't know. Yes. I'm very holy and inner healed. I just realized something. When you're recording a podcast, nobody can tell when you pick your nose. I don't pick my nose. Yeah, I do. Oh. But now that okay. there's a camera here, I just realized I'm picking my nose and realized, oh, people can see that. I have I have an idea. What's that? We will. You know how I want to invent taser sheets where there's like that Stop. taser line down the middle? We can. I can get some sort of low voltage taser and just zap you in the leg, maybe inner thigh. Ow. <laughs> Stay away from my inner thigh with your tasers. All right. Well, based on the way that you're coughing. Yeah. I'm going to call it quits. Yeah. Because you're in a cold, cold basement. I need to go to the warmth. You do need to go to the warmth. But yeah. thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening. You can find the show notes for this week's episode at ellenandaj.com slash 215. If you want to ask us any questions about the Sage Hill training, if you want to ask us about our experience, if you want to ask more questions about feelings, if you want to ask questions in general, visit ellenandaj.com slash ask. And if you'd like to support the show and have access to the video that this session was recorded from, you can go to ellenandaj.com slash support to learn how to become a patron of the show, support the show, and have access to video. Have an amazing week. Faith, life, communication, tacos and video games. Paleo donuts and the kindness of God are things we deal with every day. From Franklin, Tennessee, they are just like you and me. If you are a human being, there's something here for everyone.